Good morning, everybody. You are listening or watching to a Cup of St. Joe uh, podcast and video series during this year of St. Joseph called for by our Holy Father, Pope Francis. And today I'm speaking with uh, a younger priest ordained just one year ago, Father Anthony Ferguson, who is a priest in the Diocese of Richmond, Virginia. He studied out in Washington, D.C. People might know him if they've listened to the Big Tree podcast because that originated from his seminary. So I'm happy to be speaking with him today in a sense, because this is the time in which new priests are being ordained and, and uh, there's a, a little custom about newly ordained priests and such. And last year he had a beautiful image of St. Joseph and I wanted to share it with all of you today. So welcome Father Anthony. Well, thank you so much, Father Edward. Yeah, it's great to be with you. Yeah, so we've been going back and forth for a long time, and I just thought, well, this is the season right now uh, for us to have this conversation today. And maybe, you know, just to start out with, since we are in ordination season, you were uniquely ordained last year in the midst of a pandemic. So first of all, how did you hear the call to priesthood? But maybe secondly, how has it been in the first year kind of ministering in these very unique situations? Yeah, I mean, the Lord called in so many different ways. It'd be just, I don't even know where to start with that, but uh, in the midst of some really good friendships, um, some great uh, relationships with with uh, a couple of priests that were inspirational for me. I mean, that that's those were the roots of the um, of the the call um, and just a love for reading. Uh, read a lot of C.S. Lewis and G.K. Chesterton early on that that just inspired a deep love for the Lord, and then. God took it from there and here I am like, and then who would have thought like, yeah, 2020 would have been the crazy year that it was. And, uh, and some just being ordained in the midst of it was very stressful. And, and looking back, it was like, I was so worried about everything. Uh, but it all came together. God, God has his ways of just making first things first and, uh, secondary things just not matter that much. And I, it was really cool. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I'm glad I got ordained in the middle of a pandemic. How many people were you able to have at your ordination? Because I know uh, for some people, it's still very limited. There was one priest I talked to, he could only have like three people there, his mom, his dad, and himself, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's just so painful. Like, not because you want it to be like a big deal for you, but you want to share this with like the whole church, you know, you want to share the gift of the priesthood with people. And, and it's really, I mean, it just, it's hard to not be able to have everybody that you'd like there. Uh, me, like there was a point where they were like, yeah, you can have like 10 people. And that was, that was extremely hard for me to hear. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that wouldn't even cover my family coming from Pittsburgh. Uh, so, uh, it ended up being somewhere in the neighborhood of like 50 or 60 people. And that was plenty. And in fact, in, in hindsight, like it was kind of nice because just the people that I, that like like I, not, not like just the people I wanted there by no means. I wanted everybody there, but the people that were there, like I could actually be with. Um, sure. Whereas like, you know, you hear like married couples talk about how like they're just so overwhelmed at their wedding receptions because they have to like visit with everyone. And, and something like that happens with priests, I guess, too. And uh, so it's kind of nice. It's like, well, there's only 50 people here and I can basically spend a couple of minutes with each one over the course of this little party. Like we had a little reception uh, afterwards at a restaurant. It was, it was beautiful. It was, it was very special. You went through seminary and 
uh, I, I don't know your background. I don't know if you did college seminary and then major seminary, or if you were in pre-theology and then went into uh, the four years of theology, but our seminary years offer us so many gifts in a sense, many different opportunities that people don't oh, yeah. get otherwise. And what were some of the highlights of your seminary formation? Hmm. Well, I, I mean, I enjoyed being uh, at Catholic University of America. I, I studied at Theological College. I, I really liked being in that location. It was cool. Uh, there was a cross section between, you know, there's like the undergrad students, there's the Dominicans right next door, all these different religious orders around the corner, museums, just like kind of the, the hubbub of Washington, D.C. was that was I mean, that was a highlight in terms of just the experience of being at seminary. It was a cool it was a cool location. Um, I also I guess in my particular case, like I was able to, and this might have, might flow naturally into what we were talking about with the prayer card and stuff, is that I had a lot of opportunities to use what I did before seminary for the church. Um, so I, I studied art and art history in college. I went to University of Richmond in Richmond, Virginia, and um, studied art, graduated, got into graphic design and uh, did a lot of cartooning and, and all sorts of stuff. And, uh, and so I was, it was very natural. I worked as a graphic designer for like four years before entering seminary. So it was very natural for me to like help with the vocations office to help them with their website stuff or uh, design logos or t-shirts for our big youth conferences and stuff like that were just natural ways for me to, in a certain way, build a relationship with the diocese that I was discerning for. So, I mean, I think that was, that was one of the more fruitful things for me in the midst of seminary formation. Yeah. Wow. And so you did mention that prayer card. And so you created your own ordination prayer card is my understanding. So now this is the thing is that when a, a, a guy like you or I, when we're approaching ordination, maybe in the last year, there's lots of things you consider, of course, putting together that invite list but also buying your first mass vestments, buying other vestments, you know, getting some of those things that you're going to need as a priest, getting your chalice. Uh, yeah. These are different things. But one of the little things that people get is a little memento, kind of a kind of, you know, you go to a funeral, you get a funeral memorial card. And uh, but for an ordination, you get an ordination card. And so for me, my ordination card, I actually commissioned a, a friend of mine who was an iconographer, mm -hmm. and he created an image of St. John vested or of St. John the priest being vested or having a stole placed on him by the Blessed Mother. And then on the That's back awesome. of the card, I used a window from the Poor Clare Monastery in uh, uh, down in Rockford, Illinois. And I had a friend that entered that religious community down there in Rockford. And so they had a stained glass window of St. John giving Holy Communion to mm. the Blessed Virgin. And so it was kind of that twin image of John and Mary and John taking Mary into his home and being a Marian theologian. That was just something I really wanted uh, to express was, was my great love for the Blessed Mother. And so here you are, your last year, maybe, maybe last two years, whenever it was, you started thinking about your own ordination card. And uh, what was the thought process? How did you arrive at the card that you gave out? Well, I guess I'll, I'll hold the card up for the audience at home, um, those who are watching on YouTube. So I ended up drawing an image of St. Joseph, and uh, there's lots of go lots going on in the image uh, of St. Joseph here. So a little bit of uh, general background. So the image you'll see, uh, St. Joseph is 
is standing in front of kind of an evergreen tree. Um, and uh, for me, uh, so this goes back to my retreat that I had the opportunity to go to. Um, I went out to the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. I was at their convent in uh, right down the road from Notre Dame in yeah. Indiana. Mishawaka, Indiana, yeah. Mishawaka. Yeah, I've been there myself, yes. It's a great place and I loved it. And, and it was just one of the more, most powerful uh, retreats of my life. A lot was going on in, in my life at the time. My grandma was very sick while I was on retreat, uh, like incredibly close with her. And it was just hard. And so I went really deep with God on that retreat, deeper than I've probably ever gone before. And I remember there was this one, uh, one night it snowed. And I love when it snows on a retreat. There's just a great silence that happens with that. Woke up, I was like walking around outside, praying a rosary, thinking about my family, thinking about vocational stuff, thinking about just everything. And, um, and I never had any kind of attraction or devotion to St. Joseph at all. Like I, it was never something that ever dawned on me. I never had any encounter with, with him or like any kind of spiritual attraction, really. I mean, I just, he's just, he's the spouse of Mary. And I, I didn't know much about him at all. Uh, he's, he helped raise Jesus, you know, like that was about the extent of my knowledge of St. Joseph or my attachment to him. And I came up to this statue of St. Joseph. And I remember very clearly that it was like this beautiful, pure, like just really serene looking image of St. Joseph. And he was standing right in front of this extremely jet black, uh, evergreen tree. And it was just really high contrast. And, um, and it was an, it was such a powerful moment for me. And uh, when I came up to that that statue of Saint Joseph, because for whatever reason, God placed on my heart words that that I still try to I'm still trying to understand, and and I'm still like meditating on to to a degree. But basically, the Lord just kind of revealed to me, it's like you know, you're never going to be more of a father than when you celebrate the mass. That that was kind of the that was the phrase that came to mind. You're, you'll never be more of a father than when you're offering the holy sacrifice of the mass. And I didn't know, I was like, where did that come from? I had no idea. And uh, over time, I've just, I've, I've come to appreciate it from kind of as if Joseph was, was sharing that with me, that like something about Joseph and his relationship with Mary, his relationship with Jesus, his relationship with the church, like, I don't know, there's just something about the, the offering of the mass and the fatherhood that that reveals that I'm still trying to dig into and, and learn more about. So I thought when I was creating this image of St. Joseph, I was like, I want that evergreen tree to be there. Cause that was like one of the most memorable things about that experience was like just the, the contrast of this beautiful, full, rich tree. And the fact that St. Joseph is a carpenter, he's like building stuff out of wood, you know, it's something about trees. You know, I got the big tree podcast, but <laughs> um, oh. Now, there are two other little symbols, at least that I see in that image, of course, and you have the monstrance there. So, yes. And that represents, too, because of that place you were on retreat, they had perpetual adoration. So you were able yep. to adore the Blessed Sacrament. But and then you have the saw there, which is symbolic of St. Joseph, the worker. And yes. There you go. So, Sorry, I dropped the card. Um, yeah. Can you just share why the monstrance? Do you yes. see a connection? Of course, you just said St. Joseph and the Eucharist celebrating mass, but even mm -hmm. to adoration is what's the connection there for you? Well, there's so much. Um, so I, I wanted St. Joseph to be uh, so kind of the story about this particular monstrance. It is a particular monstrance 
at, at a, a Benedictine Abbey in Richmond, in the West End of Richmond, where I would go all the time to go to adoration and like late night, just pouring out my heart to the Lord and like so much good stuff happened in that little chapel. Um, so, and it, you'll see, it's kind of in this like weird box thing. And yeah, I mean, the, the Abbey had this weird box thing that the monstrance is in, which is weird, but like you can go in there and just open up the box and, and it's a wooden box and uh, that you can, that you can expose the blessed sacrament in. And I just, I went there so often. It was a beautiful, beautiful uh, monstrance. And I thought that would be special to have this on my ordination card as well. Um, the, and the reason why I wanted to include it with St. Joseph is that, you know, he's, you know, all that imagery with the Old Testament Joseph of like uh, protecting the bread that would feed the world, you know, like protecting the, the store of grain that would ultimately satisfy all of the peoples of the world that were starving. Uh, and then the New Testament, St. Joseph, who is able to offer the bread of life, Jesus, uh, to the world in a, in a really cool way. Um, so just him carrying and like offering our Eucharistic Lord, uh, was, I don't know. I just wanted to include it. I thought it was a cool, cool thing to both incorporate the fact that St. Joseph guards the Eucharist and protects the church. And, uh, but also tying it in with like this particular experience of Eucharistic adoration that I, I had the privilege to, to enter into for so long. Yeah, it's incredible. Your holy card image really surmises your entire discernment process from those early days of, do I go to seminary, being at that adoration chapel at that Benedictine convent, Abbey, mm -hmm. and then going on that retreat uh, for your ordination down there in Mishawaka. And so it incorporates all of this. And it's a, a tangible reminder of these graces that God gave you. So what a beautiful image for sure. Yep. And then he's got the saw chopping the devil in half because that's just what he does. Oh, the terror of demons, just like Mary crushes his head. So terror of demons. And I and I wanted to make it look like he just didn't even care doing it. Like he's just he's just hanging out holding his saw. And it's almost like it's almost like the snake got cut in half by himself. Wow. <laughs> well, that is that's incredible. And the fact that you created it, you designed it, you artistically made it up as well. That's another aspect. Uh, to really be appreciated by the person that sees it, by your family that received it. And by you, you even have it up there on the back wall. Uh, oh yeah, that's the original. Yep. Yeah, so. Right next to Sting, you know, Lord <laughs> of the Rings. <laughs> sure, sure. So maybe lastly, you know, you're a man, you're a father, a spiritual father, you're a priest. And so how is it that you take St. Joseph as an example right now? Or how is the year of St. Joseph maybe influencing your devotion to him? Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I just I just had the opportunity to go on a little pilgrimage um, to the St. Joseph stairs down in Santa Fe. And I happened to be there, like it all worked out that I happened to be able to offer the mass there on the feast of Our Lady of Fatima. And, um, and I just, I just get the profound sense that like what God is asking from me right now, and I don't understand why I'm, I'm asked to do this because I'm, I'm just as immature as so many other people and so many other men. I'm still learning how to be a man, I guess, in so many ways. Um, but I think God is, is calling me to like step up and like exhort 
like men to be men and like husbands to be husbands, fathers to be fathers. And it's just, uh, St. Joseph is somehow wrapped up in that. I'm still learning. I'm, I'm still letting it kind of unfold. And, you know, it's really, it's really been beautiful. Um, he's been popping up so much this year. It's, it's kind of outrageous. And, um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just along for the ride, I think, but I think most like, there's something about like appreciating my vocation and like loving the church, loving like the Marian church that like St. Joseph can teach a priest a lot about, I think with him loving Mary and like sacrificing everything for her and like being like being generous and like generative, even though he didn't, he didn't have any children with Mary, you know, like there's something Eucharistic about that. Cause like, I don't have biological children. You don't have biological children, but we have so many spiritual children that we are fathers of. And it only makes sense because we offer the mass and we somehow participate in, in the sacrifice of Jesus at, at that mass. Um, and yeah, Joseph is right there helping us. That's great. Yeah. I've been growing in my own devotion to St. Joseph this year, just as you have been, just as so many of the guests have. And uh, I, you know, the beautiful thing is, is once the year of St. Joseph is over, it's not the end of our devotion to St. Joseph. This is only the beginning, hopefully for all of us, that we have a devotion to Mary. We have a devotion to the Eucharist, to our patron yeah. saints, and then also to this wonderful intercessor that we have in St. Joseph, who powerfully spoke to you during your retreat, who has now been a companion in your first year of priesthood. And you have that reminder of all of these graces uh, really given by God uh, through St. Joseph and his intercession. So Thanks so much today, Father Anthony, for joining me on A Cup of St. Joe to talk about uh, your ordination holy card. I'm so glad that we were able to have this conversation. Thank you very much for having me on the show. This was great. Yeah, and I invite our listeners to stay tuned now as we pray the Litany of St. Joseph. And this week, we'll be using the new invocations recently added by St. Joseph. I hope to see you again next week as we bring you a cup of St. Joe, an espresso shot of teaching and, teaching and devotion during Pope Francis's year of St. Joseph. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Illustrious Son of David, pray for us. Light of Patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste Guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster Father of the Son of God, pray for us. Watchful Defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph, most just, pray for us. Joseph, most chaste, pray for us. Joseph, most prudent, pray for us. Joseph, most valiant, pray for us. Joseph, most obedient, pray for us. Joseph, most faithful, pray for us. Mirror of patience, pray for us. Lover of poverty, pray for us. Model of workmen, pray for us. Glory of home life, pray for us. Guardian of virgins, pray for us. Pillar of families, pray for us. Solace of the afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the sick, pray for us. 
patron of the dying, pray for us. Terror of demons, pray for us. Protector of Holy Church, pray for us. Guardian of the Redeemer, pray for us. Servant of Christ, pray for us. Minister of Salvation, pray for us. Guide in times of trouble, pray for us. Protector of exiles, pray for us. Protector of the afflicted, pray for us. Protector of the poor, pray for us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. He made him the Lord of his household and prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in thine ineffable providence did vouchsafe to choose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of thy most holy mother, grant we beseech thee that he whom we venerate as our protector on earth may be our intercessor in heaven, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen.